How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just jump right into today's subject, where I'm going to nerd out a little bit on today's podcast, but uh, I just have to. You know, it's a part of me, and if you're listening to me, you're just going to have to understand a little bit more about the guy that's hosting this daily podcast, but uh, if this is your first time tuning in, it's not going to be a surprise to you to find out that one of the many things that I enjoy in life is being a nerd. And what does a nerd uh, in, in, in tail is the fact that uh, since I was a kid, I've enjoyed many nerdy things. And that is uh, one of those things is comics. And uh, for a long time, Marvel was always my, my go-to comic. And I was so excited to see when Marvel relaunched um, when they, when they got into the cinematic space and they started to kind of take it a little bit more serious and they had this end goal where ultimately they wanted to make an Avengers movie. And everyone's familiar with uh, just how that's turned out. If you grew up underneath a, a, a rock, then I guess you wouldn't understand what I'm talking about, but... <laughs> I think everyone at this point knows what Marvel is and what the Marvel superheroes are. Sometimes they will get it confused with like the DC universe, which is kind of cute to watch people kind of confuse the fact that uh, Batman is not in the same, Batman and Superman are not in the same universe as Thor, Hulk, and Spider-Man. They're kind of like in their own different universe, but more and more people are, are, are understanding that just because of these movies, which is cool. It's It's pretty awesome to see other people kind of get into the nerd space, but... The reason why I want to talk about it today, actually, is recently I was rewatching some of the the old, old, like, Phase 1 Marvel movies, and I rewatched Iron Man, like, the first Iron Man that kind of spearheaded and jump-started the whole, um, like, Avengers idea and everything of that nature at the very end, like, at the very end of Iron Man the post-credit scene, which was the first movie that Marvel did a post-credit scene, which introduced Nick Fury and the idea of um, more superheroes to come, which I remember being in a the movie theater as a kid and seeing that, and my mind was blown. I mean, my mind was blown watching that movie. That movie was so ahead of its time. Even now watching it, and I think that movie came out. When did Iron Man come out? I need to look this up now. Iron Man... Um, Iron Man, the movie came out in 2008. Holy hell. 13 years ago. Um, watching that movie is like, as if that movie was first off, you'll notice immediately how young Robert Downey Jr. Looks in that movie compared to every other movie and moving forward from there. But, um, you'll, you'll quickly notice that this movie looks like a movie that was made now. Like the, from the cinematography to the visual effects to the acting, everything just was so on point. And you're probably going to think that I'm going to be talking about like all the Marvel superheroes after that and everything that's led up to now. I'm not. I could, but I'm not. What I am going to touch on is the fact of my internalized frustration at seeing that the man that started this whole thing, that sold the idea that was given the helm of directing and selling this idea of not only 
like Iron Man, if you know anything, Iron Man wasn't like the most popular Marvel hero in the comics early on. Like he was kind of like a, a, a B-ranked hero. Like your your more famous heroes were definitely like Spider-Man, Thor, the X-Men, um, Doctor Strange, uh, the Fantastic Four. Those were like the A-list superheroes. Iron Man was kind of popular, but his story wasn't really delved into seriously until around that same time period, like the early 2000s, they kind of revamped him up. Um, And then it was like perfectly aligned with the moment that this movie came out with as well. And I think they wanted to take this IP risk at the time with Iron Man because they felt at the time that that would have been the first, that would have been the perfect movie for them to kind of jumpstart this idea of creating the Avengers. And the person that that kind of was given in charge of doing that was John Favreau. And if you aren't familiar with that person, the Star Wars series that you are definitely familiar with was also created by him. The Mandalorian was directed by John Favreau. And if you're not seeing kind of where I'm getting at with this, John Favreau had a huge task essentially. And that was to, almost guarantee that Marvel's first movie going into like starting this whole phase of getting to the Avengers was going to be a phenomenal movie. And he nailed it. I mean, watching the Iron Man, I can watch it to this day and I still consider it one of my top five favorite Marvel movies of all time. Like easy. I think any Marvel fan could tell you that that movie nailed every aspect. Like Robert Downey Jr., was the best pick for um for Tony Stark and Iron Man. Like literally they, he nailed it. Nailed it. All the casting was perfect. Uh the villain was great. The the action was awesome. Watching Tony Stark become Iron Man in the first Iron Man movie is to this day still makes me laugh. Like the robots and uh, just everything about it is just hilarious. Um and that's all John John Favreau. John Favreau nailed that movie. And essentially, uh, if you don't know who John Favreau is, by the way, he is actually funny enough. Um, the uh, like the his driver, like his assistant, essentially, I don't know what it's like his bodyguard, I guess. Like Iron Man's bodyguard in that movie is John Favreau. He's the one that directed that movie and he nailed it. And then seeing him what he did with Star Wars, Star Wars with Kathleen Kennedy after Disney acquired Star Wars, they drove that series down the tank with the three movies that they came out with in the Skywalker story. They continued a storyline that should have ended with episode six and they revamped it. They kept it within the story of Luke Skywalker and they ruined every aspect of that movie. They ruined or of, of, of Skywalker saga of Anakin Skywalker saga and everything. And then they had the like one-off movies of like Rogue Squadron, uh, the Han Solo movie. I actually enjoyed those movies, but a lot of people just didn't really enjoy them. And so people were getting really burnt out in Star Wars. And then when this got announced that The Mandalorian was going to be coming out on Disney+, Plus, I don't think a lot of people even thought that that was ever going to be a good series. And look who literally revamped Star Wars and made it important again, made it relevant. Because... The movies 
were blockbusters, not because of just the like the directing of them, but because it was a strong IP. Star Wars, everyone knows Star Wars. There was always going to be people coming to watch Star Wars movies. And they dropped the ball. In comes John Favreau and literally put Star Wars back on the map. Almost on point with uh, Marvel. I mean, Marvel is definitely still... They're killing it. I mean, I don't. It's really hard to think of a bad Marvel movie. They they all kind of follow the same cliche kind of the movie direction, but it it works and it works for Marvel and it's enjoyable to watch all of their movies. I, I cannot think of a bad Marvel movie, including uh, Edward Norton as the Hulk because he technically the Hulk was the second movie. With Edward Norton was the second movie in Phase One. A lot of people don't know that, but at the end, the end credit scene in that one shows Tony Stark talking to the general in that movie um, about possibly incorporating the Hulk into the Avengers. But obviously, Edward Norton got replaced with uh, Mark Ruffalo, who I think does a phenomenal job with the Hulk and Bruce Banner. But um, yeah, I, I just as I was watching Iron Man and just knowing the story of how Marvel was investing hard in this because prior to Iron Man, the only movie that they made was the Blade series, and I think that was it. Like they did consulting work for Fox and for Sony for the X Men, uh, Fantastic Four, and Spider Man series because they're kind of outside Marvel's control. But they're like the only movies that they had was Blade and Punisher. I think they did they do Punisher probably, but they didn't have anything big. And so when they created their own um, movie organization, going in and investing in Iron Man was a, a huge deal. And I mean, after that movie came out, it was guaranteed that they were going to get a lot of money to go towards almost any movie that they wanted to do. And look at them now. It's crazy to see where they're at now. And, of course, it was justified with Disney acquiring them as well. And, I mean, John Favreau needs to be given... Uh, either he doesn't want the role, which I, I whole, wholeheartedly respect because I don't want that level of responsibility ever in my life either. And it's probably great for him to just kind of stick focus, stay focused on just like jump-starting new IPs, getting getting a lot of good. You can tell, like, he's a nerd. You can tell, like, he, he comes from a good background. Like, he understands the content. He understands the audience. And I just hope that that guy gets his hands in more stuff, like, in more things. I know he's a busy person, and he probably doesn't just want to focus on just Disney IP stuff. But, I mean, this guy is Awesome. So I am a huge John Favreau fanboy and I had to rewatch Iron Man to really appreciate that because the Mandalorian near perfect when it comes to Star Wars and that Iron Man movie. I mean, like I said, top five, maybe even top three almost. It, actually, no, that's that's the Avengers are always going to take the like I, I, had, I rewatched the first Avengers too. man. That is so it was so cool rewatching that and just seeing how young everyone looked in it as well. But uh, that is Joss Whedon, who, I mean, he essentially had control over 
the Justice League movie for DC and look how bad that turned out. But supposedly he didn't even have that much control over what was going on in that movie. And there's some like negative publicity about Joss Whedon right now. But hey, in a week, we're going to be able to see the Snyder Cut of Justice League. And I'm hoping that that's going to be a little bit better than than the poo that they released. I'm just happy that Disney didn't ruin Marvel. Ugh. Like, they ruined Star Wars, but they're kind of coming back. But rumor has it that they're going to keep Kathleen Kennedy in. And I think that woman doesn't know what the hell she's doing. She does not respect the Star Wars IP. Now, I, I really would love to see John Favreau in her place. But uh, for some reason, he just doesn't want the responsibility. Or Disney's just really stupid and they don't see how amazing this person is. I think they know, but... It has to be on him because they probably would have already entertained the idea. But I just wanted to bring that up. It's just this past week I've been rewatching my wife's my wife's been asking me, like, what are you watching? And I'm like, Oh, the old old uh Marvel movies. And and they're great, honestly. They're awesome. But thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast and I will catch you guys all manana. Peace.